Welcome to High Wiz Low Int. That's that's the wrong one. Fix the order, please. Welcome to the High Int Low Wiz Podcast, where the smartest people you've ever met are the dumbest people you've ever known. Hey everyone, uh, Nick here with a quick programming note. I just wanted to thank everyone who reached out to let us know about the actions of one of the original creators of Dungeon World. We were unaware of his history of sexual assault when we chose this rule set, and it would never have been an option if we had known. We want to be clear, everyone working at High End Low Wiz condemns sexual assault, and we stand with the victims. 100%. Full stop. Going forward, we're moving to an independent redesign of this rule set called Quest World, which was developed by Abdurrahman Althani, aka DM for Life. While it uses some of the base materials, it improves greatly upon the source material, and it explicitly removes a lot of the squeaky stuff, and it's frankly just a hell of a lot more fun to play. We're really excited to make this switch. As we've already recorded and edited through Episode 7, we'll be officially starting the next story arc using Quest World. We'll release a quick session zero to revisit our character sheets with y'all, and we'll go over some of the new mechanics and the nitty-gritty. In the meantime, we're going to go ahead and update all of our socials to reflect the new rule set, and we'll have a programming note pinned on every episode until we're fully moved over into Quest World. Thank you all again for reaching out with this information. We hope that you'll continue to enjoy our hijinks in the meantime, and join us as we move on into a better system. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the High Int Low Wiz podcast, an actual play Dungeon World adventure, where our players are thick of brain and dumb of ass. And once again, that is thick with at least two C's. I am the conductor of this train wreck, Nick Davis, they, them pronouns. Everyone want to go around and introduce yourselves real quick? Hi, I'm Alice, she, her, and I play the bunny folk slayer, Lorelai Nix. Hi, I'm Mike Sayre, he, him, and I play the Gatorborn Shaman, Taku. Hi, I'm Dean Howe, he, him. I play Rosmo Kilkarian, the Dwarf Turncloak. Hi, my name's Anna, pronouns they, them. I play Daphne Cinderhoof, the Satyr Arsonist. Hello, everyone. I'm Benny Arndt, pronouns are he, him. I play Emish Eamon Hornigold, the Quarter Leprechaun Olympian. Probably throw some rage in there somewhere. Probably. All right, uh, let's uh, do a quick recap on our first episode. Uh, you guys were given instructions to set out to the Astral Plaza Casino to steal a box for your, at the moment, employer, Shay. Trying to steal this box from a dude named Jasper. Uh, about halfway to the casino itself, you were met by an oh fuck of magic hats that attempted to rob you all at knife point. Daphne's quick thinking set the handle of the butterfly butter knife on fire and scared the cats off. On arriving at the casino itself, your party split into two groups, Lorelai and Rosmo going to the service entrance at the back, Emish climbing into Daphne's bag and joining Taku on the gambling floor. After playing a few hands of uh, Cat Jack, the Skylands version of Blackjack, Taku loudly proclaimed, That's 31 cards if I'm counting correctly, right guy in the bag? Causing the Magic Hat security system to activate and summon bouncers to come escort the three of you off the floor. Meanwhile, uh, Lorelai started trying to cozy up to the doorman at the service entrance, trying to flirt her way past the door, having struck the guard's interest. We're going to pick up right exactly there, with Lorelai leaning up against the wall, holding the guy's attention, and Rosmo watching this spectacle. 
What's going on here? Rosmo apparently having nothing to do with any of this. <laughs> Rosmo's just there. He's just this guy. You had commentary. Um, some of it was helpful. Some of it less so. Hey, uh, did did we hear the shenanigans going on on the other side of like the main room? You wouldn't have now. Okay, good. Yeah, last I remember, um, I had to give him something to, you know, prove that I was serious, right? Yep. So I think uh, Lorelai kind of like, you know, still doing like the romance novel lane, goes up and pulls loose her little like bolo tie and then just sort of like drapes it around his neck and like taps him on the chest. Like, I'll be back to that now, darling. All right. He kind of uh, kind of pops the door open and just leans out of the way a little bit. You can you can head on through. Thank you kindly. All right, Rosmo, shall we? I feel dirty. Let's go. All right. So you guys are uh, you guys are are just setting foot into the uh, the office space on the backside of the casino. Out on the main floor, Daphne had uh, fired a spell into the chandelier to try and drop it. So what was your what was your goal here, firing into that chandelier? I I think it was really chaos. What happens is that uh, the Magic Hat security system all starts screaming about, <laughs> I don't know, this is very no. chaos. A catastrophe alarm? A catastrophe alarm, yes. The uh the security guards who came out to escort you off the floor into the uh into the back rooms are currently distracted. What are the three of you doing? Running into the back rooms on our own. Duh. Daphne, you hear the bag <laughs> you hear your bag speak to you and just be like, What what, what was that? Daphne, stop my cue? Is it time to come out? Don't worry about it. It's all good. You're kind of a little harumph of impatience, <laughs> but the bag settles down. Did Emish like pop his head out, or is he just sitting there with his little arms and leggies out like a little baby? Well, he's fully in there, but uh, we had set up earlier that he had created a little like peeky boo spot uh, to to look out like a little kid, you know, staring at a horror film out of his blankets. This is all going exactly according to plan. I say as I follow along. <laughs> An arm sticks out of Daphne's bag, and it's just a thumbs up, and then it shoots right back in. Daphne, I think the 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 way to resolve uh, what happens next, I'm going to call this a defy danger roll from you. Now, defy danger, you can uh, you can do using any of your stats. So, describe to me what you're doing. Ooh, um, defy danger, um. Oh, charisma. She's going to dance through and try to, like, avoid any, like, things who fall and, like, use her stupid, like, clip-clop dance and maybe just kind of, like, tap and, like, get through the door that way. Yeah! It's like a, it's like a flamenco dance, but it's the hooves instead of the little clacky fingers. Yeah. Exactly. How many jazz hands are used? Yes. Okay. <laughs> I will I will give you a plus one on this because having Benny in the uh or having uh having Emish rather in the bag uh will give you a little bit more chaotic noise to it. And do I still have my charisma? Yes. Perfect. Nobody ever has Emish in the bag. <laughs> ooh, ooh, ooh. So that's that's eight. Uh plus two for my charisma plus the one for me, that's a ten. That's an eleven. <laughs> That's an 11. That is a full success. On a 10 plus, you do what you set out to do and the threat does not come to bear. So you uh, you start doing your, like, it's something between a flamenco dance and a tap dance off the uh, off the, the gambling floor. Um, you find this, this 
enormous door into the back rooms. Uh, it's where they count all the money, uh, where all the where all the staff come out onto the floor from. Um, and you you find your way to that door and just kind of very casually slip through it. Taku, are you making a scene behind this, or are you just walking through the door the normal way? I follow along behind, and as Daphne goes through the door, I turn around and I go, Thank you, we'll be here all week! And then I very quickly step through and close the door behind me as fast as I can. Fucking brilliant. Okay. All right. Uh, both individual parties are in the tunnels, uh, the the corridors behind the the casino itself. You are um, you are in the office spaces at this point. Uh, Rosmo and Lorelai, you guys have just closed the door out into the into the alleyway. You see, it's it's just kind of a long, narrow corridor with a bunch of doors. Um, at either end of the corridor, you're you're about halfway uh, down the the length of the building. At either end of the corridor, you can see hallways that double back, and you would assume staircases leading up. What are you guys doing? Uh, we know where, do we know where the offices, or we just know it's on the whatever floor? Was as high up as possible, right? Yep, it's yeah. on the top floor, so it will be the third floor of this building. Well, we go, up to the, we go up to the top floor and find the nicest looking office. <laughs> just like that. Yeah, it's weird. We like we don't actually have to explore at all. <laughs> yeah, we just, just find it. We're just like preternaturally really good at this. Is there like a is there like a nice little map on the wall? Like, <laughs> numbers with they, the uh, they have, like na- they have like little nameplates. <laughs> the little like fire evacuation map. You know, you are here. Yeah, like I, I'm I'm look I'm looking at the exit sign and I'm like now I'm looking at the other side. Like oh, you are here. Here's the map. Here's where the office. <laughs> Are. You guys are going to be uh, absolutely uh, baffled to hear this, but uh, this this um, crime boss uh, casino is not OSHA compliant. They do not have an evacuation plan on the wall. What? Yeah, it's not up to code. It's not up to code. How dare they? We could have just reported them. Yeah, you know, once again, OSHA would have saved the day. Rosmo's looking around. I was like, God, this place is a shithole. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we've seen worse. They don't even have room numbers. Don't even have room numbers, Lorelai. This place is savage. Unacceptable. No, I think uh, Lorelai looks down at Rosmo and just, like, gestures and, like, going up? Yeah, let's go up. Bastards like him always like to shit downhill. Are you are you going to the left or are you going to the right? Ooh. It's either more up than the other. No, it's it's a single floor that you're on right now. Yeah, I think we kind of just, like, pause, look, Lorelai, like, Flips a coin. Leftington. Leftington with you? Yeah, it's my favorite street. Let's go. <laughs> we go. Brilliant. As you guys are walking, um, I would like... Which one of you would be taking point? Would Rosmo be uh, will be out front, or would Rosmo have Lorelai? Is Lorelai his meat shield? I feel like Rosmo would be in front, but Lorelai has been taking the lead so far, so... <laughs> no, I, I think... Uh, I think... As we kind of approach, Lorelai will, you know, gesture, like, after you. Wow, what a gentle person you are. Let's go. I am renowned for my manners, it's true. Yep, that is what you are known for. <laughs> Rosmo, go ahead and give me a discern realities roll. What is that, uh... Plus whiz. Plus whiz. 2d6. I rolled a 9, and my wisdom is... I rolled a 9. You rolled a 9. 
All right, so you uh, can ask, let's see, on a seven to nine, ask one question. Uh, so you get to choose from what happened here recently, what is about to happen, what should I be on the lookout for, what here is useful or valuable to me, who's really in control here, or what here is not what it appears to be. What is useful or valuable to me? The extremely convenient fire evacuation map. The, oh, there's the office. It would be extremely convenient for me. <laughs> uh, let me tell you what you get off of that. Um, you see, uh, as you are setting out, you see a couple of uh, small gold coins on the ground. Um, these are uh, these are the, the currency of the Skyland called, conveniently, coin. The smallest cost for an individual thing is one coin. Um, and you see a trail of them, six, seven, eight coin. Uh, heading down this corridor that you are currently walking down. And you could fairly safely assume that uh, this trail of coins is probably going to lead to something of a counting room. Um, so probably where the where the, uh, the the take from the casino is is brought at the end of a, every night or at, at the end of a, an individual uh, dealer's shift. That would be valuable to you. I mean, is it going to be? It's not the place where the thing is that it probably. Oh, absolutely not, no. Yeah. But it is free money. So I think Lorelai just bends down and starts picking them up. Okay. Like, okay, you gonna, are you going to literally pick up the quarters on the way to the quarter room, or should we go do our thing? Yeah, you know, I want to go get one of those, uh, the little, like, they have the machines out front, yeah, and they, you get the little capsule, and sometimes they got cute little, like, cute little treats inside. Little plushies. When we do this job, we can smash a bunch of those things. Let's let's just do that instead. Yeah, but like, come on, Rosmo, don't you have any joy in your heart? Don't you love putting a little a- coin in and it goes roundy roundy, and then you get a little capsule out and you find out what you got? It's called gambling. It's a serious societal issue. Now let's continue on with our mission. <laughs> <sighs> You're allergic to fun, Rosmo. Yes, very allergic. Let's go. It's a health concern. But Lorelai does continue to pocket the coins as we go. Lorelai, go ahead and mark down that you have acquired six coin. Ooh! <laughs> money, money, money! Uh, you guys you guys follow that tunnel down to the far end on the... Or tunnel, I keep saying tunnel. Uh, corridor down to the far end on the left-hand side. Uh, as you pass the last room on the left, you can hear them counting out the, uh, the uh, take from the day. But you continue moving and you see the staircase doubling back up above this floor. So... We're going to leave you guys there for just a minute. Back to the other half of the party. Taku and Daphne, you guys have just walked through the door. Um, you are about mm, 100 feet down the corridor from where the other two just left and went up the staircase. Yemish pops out of the bag, somersaults, lands in a fighting stance, and like looks several directions to find out there's nobody there. And just kind of looks dismayed. So the two of you, or three of you now, uh, stand in a corridor that stretches out along the length of the casino. Uh, If you guys go to the right, you're going the same direction that the other half of the party went, and you are welcome to make that decision if you want, uh, or you can go left. What are you guys doing? Let's just start going door to door. Uh, Eventually, we will either find our compatriots or we will find something even more interesting. It's a win-win situation. Are are you, Taku, are you just going to go and start opening doors? Well, I mean, I've been following so far. So if Daphne's ahead of me, I'm I'm going to encourage her to open doors. But Emish sees what Taku's up to and kind of looks back and he just says, 
Oh, that's that's a good plan there. Uh, I'm gonna scout ahead, ahead, and he runs down the hallway just like full bore, like little tiny feet running. Daffy Daffy follows clip clopping away, and you guys are just just sprinting down the hallway. Are you are you looking for anything? Are you just doing the damn thing? We're looking for up. And Taku, how many doors are you going to open? I'll say that there are eight doors. How many are you going to open? I mean, are there any even left? I thought Emish and Daphne already opened them, so I'll get whatever they missed. Oh, I thought they were just running. We're just running. Yeah, oh, we're just we sprinted right by them. I, the way you described it, I was picturing Emish running down the hallway, like pop, 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 like, like popping the door handles as as he went. You know, so I I thought all my work had that would have been smarter. Well, clearly someone needs to be the careful and methodical member of this, so I will open each and every door uh, and just check in them as I walk along in the same direction as Emish and Daphne. All right, uh, first door you open. Uh, there is uh, there's a, a little, um, a small humanoid, and there's there's two of these bouncer guys just tuning them up. Not like no weapons involved, just beating on a guy who was clearly card sharking. What you doing? Pardon me, I didn't mean to disturb, and I calmly shut the door and open the next one on the opposite side of the hall. I am gonna need you to uh, to roll. God, something here. What are we doing? I don't know, but that was so polite. Like, yeah, what what could they possibly have to say to that? It was such great manners. Roll hilarious. <laughs> roll for consequences. <laughs> oh no, we don't want those. I think just roll plus charisma. <laughs> All right. So this is going to be a straight 2d6. What's a what's an 8 do for me? It's a mixed success. I think I think one of the two uh the two bodyguards who's working this guy over walks over to the door as you're trying to pull it close and he grabs the door handle and uh I think he's just going to he's just going to uh he's going to pop you in the face once. I think you're going to take two damage for that. And uh he's just going to say don't uh, don't tell anyone what you saw back here. There's uh, there's more of that for you. I didn't see anything. I don't know what I could tell. Yeah, that's exactly right. You didn't see anything at all. Move it along. I'm just gonna finish pulling the door closed and and check the next one. <laughs> You're just and, gonna and, open and, the next one. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> we learned nothing. First one worked out so well. All right, roll me an up and down luck check. Just two d six. Ten. Ten. All right. So in this room, you find uh, trays with uh, with coin in them. Just loose money. Nice. Just pour that into my pockets and keep going. This is the point when you hear from down the corridor, <laughs> just Emish yell out like, "Don't forget to yell if you need any help." I think I got it. Are you, so you're gonna you're gonna take everything in the tray? Yep, just gonna ride into the old vest pockets. Gradual robbery, perfect. I stole nothing. This was completely unattended treasure. And as we all know, if it's unattended, it means it's free pickings. It's unowned. There was nobody there that it belonged to. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. I like that there's no check for traps either. You just just pick up the money and go for it. Who traps their money? Seriously. <laughs> A fucking casino run by the mob. <laughs> They're loose change. It's an old. Was it going? Yeah. In the- was the quarters it's, for the vending machine? <laughs> Trays yeah, full yeah. of money, my dude. If they cared, they would have put somebody in the room. Or locked yeah. the door. They didn't even lock this door. Or put it in a like a safe or a like a vault. <laughs> Something. Anyways, we need to get this going because I have six more doors I'm gonna open here. <laughs> <laughs> 
except for the mob guys earlier, you know, just like forget about it. Nobody's gonna steal these quarters. It'll be fine. <laughs> who would come to the back of the casino and pick up these quarters? Nobody. Who would just who would just take loose money out of a casino? You you find yourself ten coin that you can take. I'm gonna say, due to the rules of the game and how how perception of reality works in this, you can tell that the actual tray of coin is uh, is alarmed, and if you pick that up, it will summon a lot of guards who will kick your entire ass. Make your choice on that. I don't care about the tray. I just wanted the coin. <laughs> yeah. Now, as I said, I've got six more rooms to check. Let's moving on to the next room. Give me an up and down luck check. Alrighty, I'm gonna just change my D8 to five, so I know how many more of these rooms to go through. Beautiful. Oh, double sixes. It's going Taku's way tonight. Nice, another full success. Definitely gonna keep rolling well past the point where I should, like any good casino story. Oh, absolutely, yeah. So you open this door, and uh, there is uh, in this room there is a safe. Uh, there is a small, uh, a, a younger gnome in front of the safe, and he's just kind of stacking piles of coin into the uh, into the safe. But it's it is large piles of coin that are approximately as tall as he is. You know, almost three feet tall. Uh, what are you doing? Pardon me, wrong room. And I just close the door behind me, and I move on to the next room. That strategy works every time. It's so good. <laughs> it's infallible. Daphne and Emish, you guys have made it to the end of the corridor at this point. Clip-clop jingling and plap-plap-plapping away. You see Taku just kind of opening every single door and checking every single room. What are you guys doing? Looking for up. Okay, uh, you guys make it to the end of the corridor and you see a staircase that kind of spirals up, uh, kind of uh, switchbacks on the corridor that you're walking in and just go straight up from there. Are you guys just going up and, and leaving Taku to it? Um, Taku, we found stairs. Uh, if you're done with that, maybe we should go up. I mean, there's four doors left. I could check these or we could just call it good. You don't, you don't think Lorelai and Rosmo are going to be behind any of these four doors, do you? Are those stories up? I mean, no. Is Rosmo trustworthy? Ooh, fair. About that, we need to go up. Don't don't worry about Taku. He's the best man I know about opening doors. He'll he'll do fantastic. If we go. If Emish goes, Daffy follows. <laughs> We're just gonna leave this big gator board. <laughs> just amble down the hallway and casually open doors. Big gator board. He can take care of himself. We'll we'll check in on Taku in just a minute here. Uh. Lorelai and Rosmo, you guys come to the top of your staircase, and as you are coming to the top of your staircase, you come to a flat landing. Uh, as you come out onto that landing, you come face-to-face with Daphne and Emish. Oh, how's that distraction going? Uh, we got back here with no fighting so well. It's going fucking excellent. Everyone's very distracted. Lorelai just starts sniffing, like, can I smell smoke? <laughs> You smell nothing. <laughs> hey, didn't we have a another guy with us? It doesn't matter. Let's just keep going. Taku, give me another luck check for the next room. That'd be a four with three doors left. Uh, on a four, you you open the door, and uh, the the person that the uh, the guards had been working over uh, did not fare so well, and they are they are escorting him out of the uh, out of the room. 
uh, as you are as you are opening the door. Um, this is a different person the guards were working over, not the one from. Yeah, okay. yeah, Because yeah. if it was the same one from a couple doors back, I had some questions about the metaphysics of the casino. As long as it is a different person being worked over, we're fine. Different door, different person being worked over by different guards. So, like, our doors on the left side of this hallway, the where they're getting worked over, and the doors on the right side where all the coin is. Is that how this is organized? That's what I was wondering. Yeah, it's yeah. Uh, don't forget beatings on the left, money on the right. Never the twain shall meet. You know what? Just pick a room, <laughs> and if there's not money in there, just beat a guy up in it. You know, do what you have to. But if you bring a guy in that you have to work over in the money room, beat him with the coins. It works out. Beat him with the money. You do what you have to do. So they're dragging this beaten, just pulped person up who is in... Very unconscious, very pulped, very beat. All right. Without missing a beat, Taku goes, This is the one, huh? Boss told me to take care of him. You know what I mean? I show my big gator teeth and get a little like... (laughs) I'll go ahead and I'll take care of this. And I just... I go and I, with the utmost confidence, absolutely not the slightest hint that I'm not doing exactly what I'm supposed to be doing... I go to take this beaten to a pulp individual, throw them over my shoulder, and walk towards the stairwell with them. Like, you keep doing weird charisma shit that I don't know how to have you resolve. Defy danger charisma. I think so, yeah. I think that's defy danger charisma. Yeah. Defy logic. Honestly. Defy logic. There's a defy logic move? There is now. How do I specialize in defy logic? I really want that ability. Double sixes. Yes! Double Fuck sixes. Off. Yes! Boxcars, baby! <laughs> for the bitch. You, you scoop this guy up and throw him over your shoulder, and the guards are like, oh, hell yeah. Jasper knows uh, knows when to send the big guns to deal with a problem. This is this is going to be fucking good. Hey, can we uh, maybe uh, come and watch this one? Jasper said no. The last guys quit after seeing what I did to one of these fools. You know what I'm saying? It's a little, it's a little grisly. Uh, you think you think your stomachs are solid? They're not. They're not. It's that bad, huh? Well, so here's the thing. I get a little crazy when I get the first taste of blood, and it's just not safe to be in the room. Jesus Christ! You know what? You know what? That's fair. That's fair. That's fair. You know what? You. You take him on upstairs to the boss, and uh, you know what? We're gonna we're gonna clean the room out, get it ready for a countdown, and you know, we'll uh, we'll get on out of your hair there, bud. I'll save you a toothpick. What you want? A finger or a toe? Uh, you know, dude's pretty little. It'd probably have to be a finger bone. <laughs> maybe you know, maybe uh, maybe one of those bones in the forearm. What are they called? There we called? go. There we know. go. I don't yeah, know. I didn't yeah, go to yeah. med school. Uh, and, and anyways, yeah. Then I, you know, just with a nod and a wave, and I drag my new best friend up the stairs. Taku talking about med school. God, <laughs> absolute monstrosity. I just have this mental image of Taku with like a beat up lab coat on and just Doctor Taku. Doctor Taku. I, I I love that whole scene so much, but part of the, in the back of my head, I was hoping that you'd just say like, uh, "No, I'm a I'm a shame eater. I don't like to be watched." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So you you scoop this guy up over your shoulder and you you get moving. Are you heading straight for the staircase? Or are you checking those other three rooms? I uh, you know 
Uh, I I know when I've pressed my luck as far as it will go. So I'm I'm taking my winnings and uh, <laughs> up the stairs. And a random man. Yeah, his winnings. <laughs> Look, he's a snack with two C's. Okay. He's basically a bag of wine with how much he's been beaten. So. Honestly. Fuck. All right. So you get to the top of the stairs carrying uh, John Donald Hu- Humanman. Donald Humanman. Oh, Donald, you poor bastard. Donald Human. Donald. Donald Human. Donald, I hardly knew him. Look, I've played enough RPGs to know that Donald Humanman will be all of our best friends and inevitably will be the reason we get out of this, okay? Or random NPC that you picked up out of nowhere. Yeah, that that will be your savior. That is how how RPGs work. Okay, you get to the top of the stairs carrying this random beat to nearly death human. Uh, and, uh, you find the rest of the party just kind of standing on a landing, having just rallied up together. What are the five of you and your new best friend doing? Uh, Taku? What? What is that? This is Jonald. Some guards gave him to me. Is his name really Jonald? I'm pretty sure. That's not important, right? Jonald, right? (laughs) And I kind of jostle him a little. I see what kind of reaction I can get out of him. (laughs) Lorelai is just staring so confused that is the worst thing i have ever seen one in a casino (laughs) all right well i guess we have a new friend is there more upstairs or we at the top now you're on the second floor how many floors was there again three total three is a hard number for you to remember isn't it it's anything past one is gone We're playing a game with a fair amount of math, Dean. Yeah. Look, yeah, yeah, I didn't yeah. go to med school, so it's whatever. <laughs> Yumi's just going to climb up Taku and, and like grab a hold of the body's like mouth and jaw and, and start working it like a puppet and be like, I'm Donald Humanman. I'm your new mascot. <laughs> That's normal and not disturbing at all. Taku just quietly like, Pucks one of Donald's teeth back into the socket as as his jaws wiggling around. And <laughs> he just kind of gently groans and fades into unconsciousness. Be easy on him. I don't want you to break him before we get him home. <laughs> I mean, all gator-born are pretty familiar with teeth. So. I start gently, I, I pet his head slightly and like fix his hair and climb down. His bloodied, matted hair. Phenomenal. <laughs> then I wipe that on Rosmo. Where else would you wipe The blood stain doesn't even show next to the blood and mud stains on the, the pants. It's all the other blood stains. <laughs> Rosmo takes out his carefully folded handkerchief and just kind of wipes it off. <laughs> the one clean thing he possesses. <laughs> it's the last clean thing he had, and now it's ruined. Thank you. Now he has to do laundry again. I didn't say it was clean, yeah. Dry cleaning is so expensive in this town. <laughs> Is there another staircase here, or is this another weird hallway? This is uh, this is basically basically a cubicle farm. This is uh, this is where the the business offices of this casino exist. We're just in a farm of cubicles right now. Yeah, are there people here? There are. Oh shit! Oh, are they paying attention to us? They are. Oh shit! Did they see Emish like puppet the pulpy man? Like, did they yes. see that? Yes, they saw that. We're just standing in the floor. They see everything. It's a cubicle. Uh, do I see another staircase? You would, yeah. It would. It's on the uh, on the far end of the. Uh, you guys are on the north end of the building. So you went to the north end of the uh, the district to find this place. Uh, you went into a back alley. Uh, the south end of the building has the staircase going up to the uh, the top floor. So you would have to cross the floor of this uh, of this cubicle farm to get to said staircase. Let's just keep going. What are they going to do? They're all a bunch of, like, uh, needle-necked pencil pushers. I mean, come on. 
Where's the nearest clipboard? Christ. You can do anything when you have a clipboard. Do I see somebody with a clipboard? Taku's, Taku's just going to dead eye every single one of the people in the room, every single one of these paper pushers, and be like, no ticket, and then just walk straight through the middle of it with Jonald uh, Human Men and just, like, I know exactly where I'm going and exactly what I'm supposed to be doing. Emish is going to back up Taku on this one and just mean mug everybody from his knees. I'm going to need so many Defy Danger rolls. <laughs> but danger these are office workers hey everybody in this office i just want to say right now you're not paid enough don't worry about it taku i'm gonna say that uh that you are making a charisma roll rosmo uh if that is what you are shouting if that is a charisma roll it's my best stat Lorelai, i want my clipboard if you're I'm going to let you let you determine this, Alice. If you are trying to snatch a clipboard out of somebody's hand, mm-hmm. that is dexterity. Excellent. If you are trying to just, you know, use a clipboard that you found, um, I'm going to say probably int. Oh, I do like the sound of int. It seems to make more sense, too, because the other version just gets you the clipboard, but doesn't really get you through. Yeah, no, no, I'm going to I'm gonna grab a clipboard and look like I know what the fuck I'm doing. Emish and Daphne, uh, any thoughts on how you're going to how you're going to cross this area? OK, so I'm just mean mugging everybody and like flexing and like, you know, doing the, the like stomp at people if they start to get a little jumpy. And, and Are you still on top of Taku while you do this? I had already hopped down, but oh, okay. I wish I was. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm just down by Taku's knees, so if anybody looks low, like they'll see this tiny little man just like giving him the stink eye. I'll take uh, strength for that. I, I was going to say, since uh, since he was from the, the College of Swole, this is one of those rare moments when I, I think that's functional. Daphne, what are you thinking? Uh, I think he's going to follow Taku and like... Pick up his tail like an attendant. <laughs> so I was like, yes, yes. <laughs> Charisma, I think, Daphne. Like the train of a coat or a... Yeah, a, yeah, a yeah. You're, sh- yeah. You're showing exactly how important Taku is. Absolutely. Like, it makes perfect sense. All right, let's uh, let's let's hear some of those rolls. Let's uh, let's start with Taku. The niner, niner. Okay, that that'll be a mixed success. Rosmo, uh, also nine. Nice. Shout out to the okay. nine crew. Lorelai? 10 plus 2. I got a 12. Damn. Okay. Uh, what did uh, what did Emish roll? My roll was as high as my bonus, so put together I got a 6. That's a failure. You mean they're not intimidated by the under 2 foot tall Weirdly, man? Yeah. The problem is nobody even saw you. Daphne, how'd you do? 8 plus 2. 10. Uh, the good news is that that was an over-under challenge for the party. They are going to let you through. They have like I'm gonna say that what's happening here based on the on the mixed success that the party pulled the the office workers are just kind of they're just staying at their desks and staying the hell out of your way this is absolutely Rosmo you nailed it above their pay grade I know how they think <laughs> I know how they think they act their wage <laughs> the the pencil pushers want nothing to do with you guys this is a bonus for carrying like the bloody pulp of a man like I mean it's gotta be that's that's leverage that's counting yeah. towards yeah I was I was calling it a uh, initially I was saying that that uh, four of you were gonna have to pass for me to allow this to work that brought it down to three. Emish is convinced that he carried the heavy weight in this scenario, by the way, just just so you know. That's how Emish's ego works, yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Um, 
the the knights of capitalism that you see along the way the uh they're they're big dudes in nice suits and you can see a lot of them are wearing like uh they're they're, they're like trying to conceal one of their hands they've got knuckle dusters on them those dudes have taken an interest in you what's up the knights of capitalism do they have like little dollar signs as cufflinks and stuff Yes. Okay. Absolutely. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yes. Yeah. When when Rosmo was when Rosmo was kicked out, they ripped them off of his sleeves. Oh. They had to oh, turn so it. Rude. Yeah, the only the only dollar signs Rosmo has now are his pupils. <laughs> it's really expensive surgery to change those back. I want to add a little touch to the cufflinks. Hit me. Uh, they're dollar signs, but the 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 slash going through the S. Those are swords. Oh, nice. yes. Yeah. Oh, I like sure. That's actually really Yeah, absolutely. Cool. So good. Yeah. Excellent. Um, Where can I get a pair? <laughs> right. No, I kind of want a pair now. Too. All right, so that'll be our first set of merch, right? They look sick. <laughs> our first merch, yeah. Um, so these guys, as you are as you are making your way through the uh, through the the cubicle farm, um, they have taken an interest in your party, uh, and they're not like they're not actively barring you, but they know something is up. Um, so I am going to need you guys to come up with something to mislead them with, or they are going to get a little too interested and probably try and toss you out in a minute here. Lorelai is going to beeline towards them with clipboard in hand, and she's just going to like stand in front of them, and it's clearly like doing almost like a visual inspection and just like picking pieces of lint off of the you know their shoulders and like oh your belt is misaligned like she is doing a uniform check on them and just like with every ounce of contempt and just y'all are just a hot mess aren't you look at those shoes do you even shine them this is disgraceful. You know, I'm going to have to report to your superior. Rosmo's going to back her up on this, though. Because, like, Rosmo's going to look at the shoes and be like, what kind of polish are you using? Because, like, this is not how you get a date. <laughs> All right? That haircut, not tight enough. It's touching the tops of your ears. We can't have that. Rosmo, go ahead and roll aid. <laughs> what is that, just a D6? Um, D6 plus one for, for Bond. I only rolled an eight. That's, okay. So an eight. that's a... On a seven to nine, you also expose yourself to danger, retribution, or cost. So, uh, Alice, I'm going to have you roll parlay for uh, for Lorelai. You have the leverage. You're basically playing HR right now. Mm, okay. So parlay is going to be charisma, and I'm okay at charisma. Mm-hmm. Lorelai thinks she's great at charisma. Mm-hmm. Uh, that is a nine. With uh, with a plus one from from Rosmo, that's a full success. Fuck yeah! So that gets him out of danger, and it gets you out of danger. Teamwork. <laughs> I, I give them advice about what shoe polish they should be using and how the routine <laughs> of taking care of their shoes should go. Like you gotta you gotta like you gotta use like a little bit of water, but not a lot. It's gotta be room temperature. You can't just use the cold stuff because that's gonna ruin how the polish is going. These these guys are they they look at the two of you and they start looking you up and down and it's it's just like, geez, I didn't I, di- I didn't realize we were gonna be getting a visit from HR today. I I, I didn't. I, oh, you should <laughs> always be ready, always prepared. That was your first mistake. You know what? Like, I'll I'll do you a solid. I won't make I'll make sure this doesn't end up in your file. But be careful and be proud. You're doing good and important work. Lorelai joins up with the party again and just walks away extremely purposefully. Fuck, that's very good. 
managed to ditch these, uh, I'll, I'll say, half dozen or so knights of capitalism. They they go back to their posts watching the cube farm. You guys make it to the bottom of the staircase. I'm, I'm guessing the, the five of you plus Donald Humanman uh, climb the stairs. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Wholeheartedly, like little cool. little blood droplets from human men just just coming down on the stairwell. Is there like an out of the way like landing or anything where we're not immediately visible to the floor above or below by any chance, uh, or or perhaps an unopened door? We know how you love doors. Coming up to the next floor, it's it's a another series of uh of rooms these are clearly offices not uh not beating rooms not safe rooms there there are a number of closed office doors yeah what are you looking for uh well if one of them seems a little unoccupied i'd like to kind of duck into it to try and patch up uh jonald humanman uh get him a little more useful to this endeavor sure um it's totally worth the risk i'm i'm feeling confident about that absolutely i thought he was just like a lucky charm i didn't realize he'd be taking care of him. <laughs> emotional support corpse an emotional support he's corpse. our party mascot our, our party mask corpse why does everything got to be business with you mascot? <laughs> this is really just underscoring the fact that for the general like ethical and you know like the karma of the group i really need to fix donald now <laughs> You don't want to just drag a dying man around for uh, no I was reason? fine with it up until now, and then I realized how terrible we are collectively, and now I feel like I need to weigh the scales just a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking so back over here, just like, oh, Anubis, let me, let me, let me fix this. This feather is a little if weighs, heavy. If it weighs more than the feathers, who? Uh, you come up to the top of the stairs, and you see uh, just immediately three offices right in front of you. One, two, three. Um... I will let you roll plus whiz to try and uh, discern if one of them is empty. Fuck yeah, baby. Taku's the wisest mofo in this party. That is disturbingly true. That's not hard. That is not hard. That's a 12. Bam, baby. Okay. Office on the, uh, you you put your ear up to uh, ear hole or gator. Yeah, the weird little ear hole. Put your ear hole up to uh, up to the the first office, and you can hear uh, muffled arguing. You put your ear up to the second office, and you can hear uh, you can hear coins clinking. You put your ear up to the third office, and you can hear that it is completely silent. Coins or nothing. The, 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 the silent one, the last one. Smart, smart. You open the door. There is no one in the room. There is a uh, there is a desk. There are a bunch of plants in there, just like you know, office plants. Uh, and there there's documents out on the desk. Uh, but you can throw Jonald Humanman up on a desk and give him a look over. Yeah, I, that's that's exactly it. I uh, I take out my pipe. I'm like, Pipesy, give me a light. And you know, Pipesy pops out of my pipe and lights up the room. Pipesy, for those of you just turning in, is the little spirit of flame that lives inside of Taku's pipe. Daphne gets way too close for comfort when Pipesy pops out and just watches like a goldfish in a bowl. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> this is this is part of how I'm going to get through to her is just making her follow Pipesy. But that's for later. Right now, the focus is Donald Humanman, uh, and so uh, throw him on the desk. Uh, after making sure to sweep aside any sharp upward pointing pens or other objects that could cause further injury. Letter openers. Not impaled on a letter opener. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, lay him out on the desk there. And then I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to cast healing touch. Cool. On in there. So when I cast a spell, rolled plus whiz. 
Uh, and that is a six plus two is eight plus two is ten. So the spell is successfully cast and I don't forget it. Nice. And then that is a D6 of healing. So four. And before uh, we describe the, the, the healing, how that happens, Emish has been very interested in, in what Taku's been doing the whole time, but has no capability to heal himself. So as Taku's going through his whole ritual and everything, Emish just noticed that uh, Jonald had one shoelace untied, and he goes ahead and writes that. He's so helpful. Is this Jasper's office? By the way, is there like a, like a name plaque or anything? No, no. Jasper, you would know, is in charge here. His office will be uh, a much more high-profile office. There are no name plaques. So it's not one of the three doors? Not one of the three that you opened, no. You, uh, this room belongs to nameless lawyer number two. That's, yeah, what, this that's is... what Nick's getting at. <laughs> is, there like is... A law, is there like law books on a shelf and like a diploma like <laughs> hanging out somewhere? Yeah, like, let's oh, go yeah. with that. This is... Gl- this is uh, Glitter this is shade just... you? Like... <laughs> This is just some random bullshit lawyer's office, yeah. Chad Dudson. Chad Dudson. Chad Dudson, son of Chad. Esquire. Esquire. <laughs> so you uh you you lay hands on him and, and pump some uh, some healing energy into him. Yeah, that's a way to describe that. Pump the healing juice into him. Live, damn you, live. Are you defibbing him or like I'm I'm picturing that he rubs his hands together and and does the defib motion, but with just bare hands. Is it no no? I got my little spirits. They're they're like hanging around. They're they're somewhat visible. It looks cool because as the healing energy surges, the spirits make a loud, high pitched squealing sound. And then when the healing energy moves through them, it makes kind of like you know a sonic thump, and and there's a little bit of a light release. So it's it's Mr. Miyagi meets a defibrillator. So right at the at the last second, as he draws in a breath, the breath of life, you punch down and just crack his ribs again, just just for funsies. Oh God, no, <laughs> no, you uh, you you and your spirits uh, def- defib some some life back into Donald Humanman. Uh, Jonald uh, takes in a deep breath and just, okay, okay, okay. Not going to do that again. I got it. I got it. Okay, we're good. We're good. Lorelai is going to shut the door behind us, by the way. Just smart. <laughs> this is said explicitly. Yeah, 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 good. Yeah, I, I'm glad because I intentionally made it noisy. You may remember from just a couple <laughs> moments ago. <laughs> Jonald, you're okay, my friend. Excellent. What can you tell us about this casino in detail? Anything important, especially anything about this floor, subsequent floors, or uh, Jasper? Uh, I, I was I was out on the floor, card shark, and and those guys dragged me in the back and beat the hell out of me. So, uh, are we not on the casino floor anymore? Yeah, but surely a talented card shark must have been back here before, or possibly previously employed by the casino or some other useful bit of backstory that I'm injecting right now, hoping you'll hook onto it. <laughs> I feel like that's a role that Mike makes not talking. Yeah. 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 I'm going to, I'm going to say since you are, since you have defibrillated this man back to life, I will let you roll parlay because you have, uh, you have leverage on this character and thereby me. Uh, is this a charisma check? It is. Once again, the dice determine our fate. Flat roll, baby. <laughs> uh, so that is a one and a six for a seven. On a seven to nine, they need some concrete assurance of your promise right now. Um, I, I have some concrete assurance of my promise as I pull out 
five of those coins I picked up off the tray earlier and slide them into Jonathan's polo pocket. Jonald, Jonald, Jonald. human man uh, takes the takes the handful of coins from you and he just pockets them in the in the hidden pocket inside his vest. And he's like, yeah, 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 yeah. You know, that or we could return you to how we found you. Oh, fuck. And Evis mm, is just mm. popping his knuckles. Oh, Evis, I love how eager you are. Oh, is that how we're doing this? It seems a little unnecessary after you've already bribed <laughs> me, but, you know, that's fine. That's fine. <laughs> Normally the threats come first. Carrot, stick, you know how it goes. Stick, carrot, more stick. <laughs> more stick. <laughs> more stick. <laughs> it just feels like, he, like Taku had already done a solid, so the fact that this guy was aiming for payment on top of that, I, I, he's backing up Taku. Like, don't fuck with my friend that way. Jonald, Jonald takes the pocket full of coins. He's like, yeah, 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 yeah. I, I, you're right. Yeah, I, I worked here before. That is perfectly valid. Maybe don't tell them that because I'm not supposed to be on the casino floor. The disguise was kind of meant to cover that up. They them working me over kind of fucked that up. Yeah, you're looking for Jasper's office. Yep. End of the hall, hang a right. It's the big, really gaudy door. You can't miss it. Anything we should know, like odd casino defenses, you know, crossbows built into the walls to shoot people who enter without knocking a certain way, anything like that. If he's in his office, all that'll be disabled. If he's not, yeah, look out for traps. All right. Look out for the cats, too. They're kind of assholes in there. Yeah, no, our good friend Jonald says it's totally safe. Rosmo should go first, and the uh, office door is at the end of the hall on the right. What have I done to you specifically to earn this animosity? Pay me back what you owe, and we'll be good. (laughs) What is with you in this coffee shop, man? Just let it go. I can't. That opportunity was taken from me by you. Wasn't even my fault. Let's just go. Come on, Rosmo. Lead the way, Rosmo. It'll be fine. (laughs) Whatever. Whatever. Let's go. You guys leave the office. Uh, Um, Hold on. Uh, Emish is going to be the last one to leave. And he he goes up to Jonald and extends a hand for a handshake. Jonald reaches out and shakes the hand. And as they're shaking hands, uh, Emish just says, I'm sorry I, uh, I moved your mouth. And made you talk while you were unconscious. I didn't know you were people then. And, and <laughs> sorry. And he just leaves. No, you were people. Did you think he was a prop? <laughs> you did. You did what? <laughs> it's your kid. You, you did what? And the door, what? Closes, <laughs> the door closes. The door closes. Are we just leaving him in the office? Yep. Yeah, it's his office so now. Him. Bye. Bye. Bye, Donald. He works here. Unbeknownst to all of us, Jonald was lawyer number two the entire time. <laughs> Jonald was really Jasper the entire time. He just has to go to community college to actually get his real one. <laughs> there you go. That's the that's the real game that we're playing. Ah, uh, all right. So six seasons in a movie. Six, of- six <laughs> seasons in a movie of Jonald Humanman's time at at, uh, at Keynote Community College. He is the mascot. That's true. Thank you for that reference. That makes me so happy. Very good. All right, you guys head back out into the hall um, and you start moving past. It's I don't know if any of you guys have been into the the uh, back rooms of a of an actual bank before. It's usually like big glass walled offices with kind of like a big stupid wood panel, like very 80s in how they look uh, in my experience. I'm walking like a good four feet, like never breaking four feet. Uh, behind Rosmo, and I'm just 
very conveniently like swishing my tail in ways that ensure that Daphne and Emish are both behind me. Okay. Lorelai will walk like in step behind Rosmo. Okay. Uh, a warning, Daphne will absolutely step on Taku's tail if it gets in her way. Yeah, it's just, you know, it's a risk I'm willing to take to keep Daphne and Emish safe. So, uh... <laughs> you get some clip-clops here and there, then. Emish is just playing a game. Like, it's he's always trying to find the game, so you just he's j- jumping every time that your tail comes. And... Is he, like, basically doing, like, skip rope? Like, playing hopscotch? Yep, yeah. pretty much, yeah. <laughs> just every time the tail swings, he jumps over, swing, jump, swing, jump, swing, jump, swing, jump. He's swing, hoping jump. that you're going to switch up the tail, like, the movement, so that he'll have to, like, tuck and roll, and it'll become a whole thing, but, you know, I, I, that probably doesn't happen. The tail is moving in, like, 7-8 time. It's very confusing. <laughs> <laughs> You've reached level 2. <laughs> I'll, I'll tell you what. Uh, why don't we, Emish? Why don't we? Uh, why don't we make this interesting and let the dice tell the story on oh, this? No. Uh, on how on how hey. good he's doing at uh, at just clearing the tail, like just for how cool it looks. Sure. We're about to find out Emish's backstory, where he played DDR in the arcade for hours on end. So. Uh, it- this is athletic-like, but uh, I assume this is more dexterity than it is strength. Yeah. Oh, it's absolutely dex. I mean, for his tail's sake, I hope it's dexterity and not strength. That's that's a that's a four. Oh no, it was strength. <laughs> oh no. Um, like this is just for just for style points, so not for you know any real consequence. Ooh, give us consequences. Oh no. All no. right. <laughs> He can afford a point of damage. That's all Lorelai is saying. That's all Lorelai said just now. Is he could take a point of damage? Yeah, he can take a he can take a point of damage. No, as the as the tail is swinging back and forth, you're trying to to keep pace with it and jump over, and you just like, I I, I think Dean nailed what what happens here is that he's swaying it in weird times. He's swaying it in like seven eight, and you're always on the offbeat, and it just kind of catches you, and you keep tripping and looking like a dumbass. I, well, I, I think if it hits me once, which is fine, I'm totally down for that. It, it hits him once, and then Emish kind of and like dives at it and like tackles the tail, and now he's holding on to it, so it's still swishing <laughs> back and forth because I don't weigh anything, but I'm holding on to it. Yeah, we now established that you're of, what thirty five, forty pounds. Yeah, they're about yeah, real small. So, like that's full of like one foot seven. One foot nine. I feel like Taku has actually done a favor for Rosmo rather than actually insulted him. We're we're just all winning right now. This is mission accomplished. <laughs> <laughs> it just I love that Emish is about the size of Anna's Corgi and our Corgi. Like there we go. That's about that's right. Really good. <laughs> so how big is Emish? He's he's about Corgi size. Uh, this is well established precedence. Emish has surfed the tail before. This is this is well within bounds. You guys you guys come to the end of the hallway where it hangs to the right and you see this uh this embellished door. Uh it is uh it's got stupid gold leaf all over it. It is the gaudiest, nastiest looking thing that you have ever seen. So it's like we're at what? Uh Cheesecake Factory? <laughs> Oh that, God! Uh, that bit didn't go where I thought it was going to go, and I'm I'm proud of you. In the one and only olive branch, Taku will will ever extend Rosmo ever. Taku goes. You think we should knock first? Yeah, go ahead. After you. No, I insist. I want to be polite. I feel like I've done you dirty. The coffee shop thing. So you should go first. You son of a bitch. You can tell he's rejecting my olive branch right now, can't you? Well, I mean, I hate olives, but that's not on you. Emish, Emish stopped uh, wrestling Taku's tail and just says, 
Alright, it's time for maneuver number 37. And this runs up the tail and across Taku's back and flies towards the door and turns into a little tiny Emish cannonball. And I mean, I, I figure it's a win-win here. If the door doesn't break down, we knock. And Taku unknowingly is like perfectly aiding this attempt by whipping his head up to try and stop Emish, but instead launching him into the air in his leap. You two work well together. So in sync. Tell me, tell me, are you are you trying to batter the door down or are you trying to like reach for the handle? Oh no no, I'm trying to smash through. Cannonball. Yeah, I I turned into a human cannonball and I want to try and break through the door. Let's call this a uh for from Taku, I'm gonna call for an aid uh roll, and I'm gonna call for defy danger using strength from Emish. All right. Do I add anything on that aid check? Uh, plus one. D, uh, two, two D6 plus one. It's an eight. <laughs> okay, so with the plus one, then that's a 14. Holy shit. Hell yeah. We're so good at this game. <laughs> Perfect. The first thing I rolled like above a six the whole time I've been here with two dice. You run up Taku's back and you springboard off of his long gator nose. And you just kind of tuck the knees and just smash right into the door. Uh, And the door, it doesn't, like, pop open. It falls off of its hinges. Uh, And you just kind of surfboard it down and roll to your feet. Jesus, what is this, balsa wood? (laughs) Fucking amateur bullshit. We did say it was the gaudiest shit we'd ever seen, and uh, this qualifies. The emphasis on the shit, Jesus. God, Jasper has such bad taste in architecture. As you as you tumble to your feet, uh, you see a, a broad-shouldered uh, dwarf sitting behind a, a really long, really tall desk. Uh, he's got small. Now, be uh, honest, who has the broader shoulders between the dwarves here? Hmm, that's a good question. The answer is Taku. His <laughs> borns are way stockier. Yes. Taku is the widest dwarf <laughs> man. Yes. Yes. Perfect. Emish just looks back and forth between Jasper and Rosmo and then looks at the gang and says, Oh, holy shite. I didn't know Jasper was a Rosmo. <laughs> <laughs> Do you think that's the name of my people? <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> the door opens, and as you come up, you see behind the desk uh, a, a broad shouldered dwarven man. In a similar to Rosmo, pinstriped uh, black, and it's pink stripes on his suit. Is it tailored, or is he? Did it clearly come off the rack? His is his is exceptionally tailored. Oh, is it better than Rosmo's? It is better condition. I won't. I won't talk about the quality. Just the condition. You see a pair of those of those uh, Knights of Capitalism cufflinks uh, on his wrist, and he. Uh, he looks at the five of you and he just goes, well, took her long enough to send someone to uh, do a dirty work for her. What do you all want? Come on, Jasper, you know what we want. And that's, that is, uh, that is where we will end today's episode. Excellent. Ah. <laughs> Yay. <laughs> and, here, and here Rosmo was about to have a touching reunion. Of course. <laughs> like touching emotionally or touching with fists. I mean, there's definitely going to be a physical altercation with Jasper, for sure. And it will be heartfelt. 
All right. You can find us on Twitter at highint underscore low whiz. You can find us on Instagram and on Tumblr at highint low whiz pod. Uh, and you can find us on Reddit at slash r slash highint low whiz pod. Feel free to shoot us an email at highint low whiz pod at gmail.com. Please give us a review on your podcast platform of choice. Give us as many stars as you feel we deserve or a lot more. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next time.